Thank you so much for watching The Last of Us You and Me podcast, a companion podcast for the HBO show The Last of Us. I'm your host, Sancho West, where we review and break down all the episodes. This episode is the finale of season one, Look for the Light. Well, I just am so happy that this happened. Literally, if you think about it, this show, I don't know how it happened. Uh, you know, I mentioned this in the podcast before, but the rumor was that it was Shannon Woodward, a actress from Westworld, who basically got Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann to sit down and lunch in L.A. or something like that. And before you know it, here we are. The Last of Us, a video game that came out in the PlayStation 3 era, 2013. Ten years later, an HBO viral hit. The biggest HBO show in a long time has found success, and it's over. Eight episodes in the bank, and I cannot believe, as someone who's been following this game for so long... And someone who's just a big fan of movies and TV shows, for my worlds to collide, and, and it's all it's over. It's all over. And I got to say, uh, before we get into the meat of the episode, thank you to you, the listeners out there. There's so many people that kept up with this series, and I really do appreciate it. And I know the tweets went on the wayside when it comes to The Last of Us, you and me podcast, but we'll definitely get back on track for season two of uh, just fell out of rhythm with it all but i just wanted to say thank you so much for the support throughout this entire podcast slash youtube series it's been a long time since i upload consistently on a weekly basis on the main youtube channel and what a way for to make a comeback or a mini comeback with the last of us of course it would be the last of us to bring me out of semi quote unquote retirement uh, just to give you a quick backstory, I do have two children. My first kid basically killed off my YouTube channel because uh, I kind of put all my eggs in the Twitch baskets and I could not raise a kid and manage a YouTube channel and stream at the same time. So I had to pick my choice and I had to sacrifice the YouTube channel. So that is where we are. And, you know, I would have to say that I'm very happy with the choices that I made and led me to here. I you know, regretfully wish that I did more YouTube in the time of being just to speak candidly as a content creator. But I'm happy regardless of what happened because I'm happy that this Last of Us show was the thing that brought me out of the shadows because what a beautiful piece of just TV show or I would say uh, media or things of that sort. It's just a beautiful work of art to see it make the successful jump from the video game screen to the immersive experience of a player holding a controller to a bigger medium of television and not only just television but HBO for the entire world to enjoy. There's always something that when it comes to video games, people are always afraid of, and they think that video games is just a kid's thing, that video games cannot be taken seriously. And of course, in 2013, Naughty Dog turned that on its head by developing one of the greatest beautiful story that a video game has ever had. You know, it's hard to play video games. Dual joysticks, one controls the camera, one controls the player movement, to be able to aim and all that kind of stuff to avoid all the different infected. And, then, you know, even the basics of a video game medium can be very much, you know, scary for some. Not only the 
stigma from playing video games, especially at an older age. But here we are. Craig Mazin, Neil Druckmann, and HBO did it. We got through eight episodes, basically covering the first game and the Last of Us DLC Left Behind. Now, for the year new for this episode or this podcast, we basically kind of, you know, do a mini review of the episode itself. And then we do a plot breakdown. And then I tell you the differences between the video game and the show itself. And I, I just wanted to speak a little bit more as a fan of this entire uh, universe and what Naughty Dog means to me. I've always felt and I said this throughout every kind of opportunity that I have that without Naughty Dog, without The Last of Us, I wouldn't have my career today. It was them that gave me my first break. It was them that believed in me as a content creator. It was them that let me know that I could do this full time, that I could make a career out of it. And it's them that most likely would bring me out of, like I mentioned, retirement in terms of long form video game content whenever they release The Last of Us multiplayer standalone. So this industry is is basically was opened up to me through Naughty Dog. And with the belief that they could trust me with interviews, they can trust me with hosting their streams, and they could trust me with so much more that we still have a connection to this day. Way back in the beginning of this entire, entire podcast, I saw The Last of Us show in the theater in UCLA and Westwood as the world premiere. And to be able to see the other developers in person, to tell them congratulations, and to kind of sit back and, and admire the the trek that this Last of Us world has taken, and to tell them, man, wow, can you believe this? And to feel this utter like disbelief and shock that something that you've covered so much, being able to be in this different world and a different medium, was it was really cool to feel that that excitement with them. And what's really cool as well is that their lives, their journey, they, their progression in their careers as well, you know, going from the lower levels to all the way to upper management and some to vice president. So it was really fun to see that. And then upon reflection is like my life as well. I mean, my career going from, you know, just a YouTuber to having two kids to being a host and caster full time to being able to live comfortably um, where I am just on video games alone has been truly a blessing. So imagine me watching episode eight on HBO and seeing this story come to a close, the first season of The Last of Us, which, like I mentioned, covers the first game. Now, this episode in itself is basically what we've been kind of thematically speaking on this podcast, stick to the video game track very much, very much so. Even to the point where everything's beat for beat almost. It's like if you layered like so many social media posts I've been doing throughout this entire Last of Us HBO show. If you layered the uh, video game and the show side by side, you would not be able to see any kind of a difference almost. And even the line delivery and performance. Now, I know the video, uh, the actors didn't play the video game, but man, they're, they're pretty much close to it. Which shows you the power of the writing of Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. But the, the entire, like, this was basically Joel's episode. You know, Bella Ramsey gets sidelined here because Ellie gets knocked out and puts uh, under, you know, 
get anesthesia to get ready for the surgery. And this is the thing that people were wanting throughout the entire social media. They wanted to see the violence. They wanted to see Joel go full Joel, go full rampage. And when he gets to that moment, definitely Pedro Pascal does deliver that frightening stare, that frightening just demeanor of just going down the halls and mowing down all the fireflies. And that is a C in the nutshell is like, that is the answer to the criticism. It's like, well, we wanted to make this moment very impactful with the orchestra of the score in the background, kind of drowning out the shots, you know, literally Joel bleeding from the ears and just unremorsefully going through all the fireflies. And it's just something that when it came to the video game aspect of being in that situation, I did enjoy what The Last of Us show did because just to quickly jump into a little bit further in the podcast, the difference between the video game and the show was that in the video game, you go through a lot of a stealth sequence and it, the difficulty of the game itself is amplified because the Fireflies are heavily armed and they have automatic weapons and they have flashlights and it becomes a huge stealth mission just to get to the pediatric ward in the game itself. Whereas the show itself, you kind of it kind of bypass all that, and it just goes into this montage of destruction, and you could kind of climatically build to Joel's decision a lot easier than you did in the game. I mean, the game's final mission in the hospital does last a good chunk, and the emotion is still there. So one of the things that Neil Druckmann said before all this started was that in the very first, almost after the first episode, like the insider's look of the HBO show, Neil Druckmann said that the things that they could change, they changed, and the things that they couldn't change, they didn't touch. And this episode basically was untouched. And I really do admire that because at the end of the day, what shines true throughout this entire HBO show experiment of can a video game of this magnitude work is that with strong writing, with great characters, and a great story, you know, you could find success. And at its core, the video game is the truth of the Last of Us universe. Without the strength of the video game, without the performances of Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, and all the writing and all the animation and all the blood, sweat, and tears that the Naughty Dog developers put into, the show would not have the ability to be as strong or even if stronger in some moments throughout the entire season. It was something to really, really take pride in that the Last of Us show went beat for beat with the Last of Us video game in the final moments. And I think that that in itself is awesome. I feel that oftentimes when video games and movies collide, the movie over, you know, overrides the video game just for, you know, showmanship or theatrics or, you know, blockbuster, whatever. I mean, if you've seen video game movies or TV shows, they are, they basically have the setting right. They get the characters correct or sometimes the costumes right, but it doesn't feel genuine. It feels hollow. It feels like an empty husk of what the video game's soul is. And that is not the case when it comes to The Last of Us and the HBO show. I mean, overall, Pedro Pascal does a great job. Marlene does a great job, or uh, the actress that plays her does a fantastic job. Uh, It's just one of those things that, you know, her being part of the game really adds a lot to it. Uh, Marlene, 
let's see let me make sure i get the name right marlene herself mel dandridge does a great job it's just one of those things like i mentioned is her being part of it adds a lot to it i mean it, it's i mean it, it immerses you as a video game player into the cutscene a little bit better and when it comes to the show um but i think like the biggest strength in this entire moments of the closing finale, is, I mean, yes, we got the good, good uh, draft scene, but it's the, the performance from Bella Ramsey. So Pedro Pascal does a, a lot of the heavy lifting, but it is important that they nail Bella Ramsey's final moment in the final line of the entire episode. And Bella Ramsey nailed it. I mean, it was a very, 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 very complex scene to see all those emotions that she doesn't believe Joel, but she has to believe Joel in order for her to to keep going, to survive. And in that okay line, she totally did nail that moment, very much so. And I was just quite surprised that she was able to, to do that. I mean, that's probably something that Naughty Dog meticulously went over with the Ashley Johnson to make sure it's the perfect line reading. And that's what's so awesome about acting in terms of live performance in terms of theater and and tv shows and whatnot is that bella ramsey in that moment found something special and it was able to be captured by the show and it was beautifully done and executed and that in itself you know mentioned this so many times joel and ellie the bella ramsey pedro pascal uh, Nick Offerman, so many people are going to get rewards from this TV show. And no doubt, even though it's literally coming in at the tail end of the award season, I think it's going to be able to stand strong. And hopefully people will remember how great the show was when it comes to uh, awarding Emmys and things of that sort. Overall, great episode, strong episode. The only criticism that I would give this episode has been my criticism for the last back half of everything post Kansas City. This episode probably deserved a little bit longer runtime. It probably deserved a little bit, just maybe a part, a two-parter, things of that sort. I, I mean, basically when you're walking into this episode for someone who's watched it and played it and things of that sort, you know where it's gonna end and it ends kind of quickly. It does capture a lot of those moments very, very strongly. But then the moments in between are, are, are something you wish you could spend more time in. Uh, the moments of where Joel reveals that he was the one that almost, you know, shot himself and he missed. That was a huge moment. And the there was like the subtle language underneath that scene was that I love you, Ellie, and Ellie saying I love you too, Joel. I mean, that's a beautiful moment that it is compounded between serving the video game moments but that is something that the show gave us that is not in the sh in the game again kind of jumping all over the place because i'm just trying to put a nice little bow on season one of this last of us you and me podcast review but like i mentioned it was just too short of a big it's a, like a heavy lift for one episode to capture like such such like hardcore moments of the game itself and that is where i think the this like it kind of it n wish i needed more and, and it's not like this is bad it just shows you how it's such a great 
show that you want more of it. It's like you you had a great dish and you wish there were seconds, you wish there was thirds, you wish there was more, and then you find out that you're all out and you're kind of bummed. And the same thing that goes with the previous episode. I mean, that David episode deserved more to be able to be in David's camp. Like I'm talking about 10, 15 minutes more pre episode. So that is my review of that episode. And then you kind of got a taste of what I thought of the entire run. Um, I would have to say, I'll talk about that after the plot breakdown. But, you know, this plot breakdown is very basic. If you think about it, it starts off with Ashley Johnson, who's playing uh, Anna, who is Ellie's mother, who we finally, finally get to see how did Ellie become immune to the infection as she, Ashley Johnson does a great job being the mother. And it was very poetic, and the internet brought this up as well. So I'm not something like, I'm not a, you know, in terms of I'm not the only one who thought this, but Ashley Johnson's basically holding Ellie, which is quote-unquote Bella Ramsey, and it is Ashley Johnson's performance and how great she did as Ellie in the video game that basically gave birth to this Bella Ramsey variant or the Ellie variant of the actual HBO show. So it's a very poetic moment that Neil Druckmann or you know HBO people were able to cash Ashley Johnson and she actually has the acting chops to portray this moment of this mother who has to make one of the hardest decisions ever to keep her baby alive to make that self-sacrifice considering that she did get bit by the infected. So it's a very strong scene to start off with and it's something that we've always wanted to see. Uh, we kind of get a taste of how this happened in the comic book series American Daughters it was the four comic book run that was written by Neil Druckmann that was done a long time ago that kind of filled this in a little bit more of Ellie and Riley of how their life was in the quarantine zone and of Marlene and Ellie's mom Anna's relationship I remember the quick little sidetrack here is that I remember when the Last of Us Part Two trailers were revealed, the teasers, everyone was speculating that we would be Ellie's mom at one point, but that more on that later, later in the second season of The Last of Us uh, Part Two. So we get a little taste of that. We get a little taste of Marlene's acting, Miss Dandridge's acting as well. Very really great moment just to see that, that Ellie as Ellie's mom and Marlene have been knowing each other for a long time. I kind of got confused in that episode where it called Left Behind, where it felt that Ellie and Riley didn't know who Marlene was, even though in the game they had that relationship. But it, and I remember in the show that Riley was acting like Marlene was just someone that was following her and noticed that she was stalking around. So it was quite, there's a little bit of a disconnect there, but maybe I'm the one with the disconnection. So we go from that scene and then we go to where Ellie has been experiencing. This PTSD syndrome and this entire disconnect from her experiencing what she went through at David's, all those moments, and you see Joel trying to be a dad. Like Joel's doing his best, and he finally feels comfortable. He's the one that's doing all the talking, and it's Ellie that is not doing all the talking. So it's a complete role reversal from the beginning of the show. Where Joel, who has been a character that has experienced multiple traumas throughout his life, who's committed multiple acts of violence, to Ellie, who was a very happy-go-lucky, very snide teenager who experienced a little bit, but as the loss of Tess and then especially what happened with David and her committing those acts of violence, she's slowly turning into Joel. So you get some great lines of dialogue there that are you know specific to the show, the Chef Boyardee things, the Boggle things, all these kind of great moments. And then my one of my favorite moments is that it kind of goes into a video game moment where uh, in the show it happens in a skyscraper, but in the video game it happens at a bus station. 
So one of my favorite moments that I'm sure like a lot of video gamers out there is when Joel put, picks up Ellie to get a ladder, which is something you frequently had to do in The Last of Us. It is something that Naughty Dog loves to do in their games is when they have a character pick each other up or grab each other or hold something. There's so many moments where characters help each other as for, for you, the gamer, to build a bond with, to build this immersion with, uh, to see that you could feel something in those moments. And not only that, in the video game world, you know, these characters, these AI characters tend to help you out when you get like grabbed or last minute save, things of that sort. So all that is really fun to see on the television screen, seeing Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey do that. And of course, it leads us to the giraffe moment. Now, I would like to admit that I made a mistake that I thought the giraffe moment happens like way earlier in the game. And so when it kind of like skipped that in the last of a show, I thought like, wait a minute, wasn't there a giraffe moment somewhere? But here it, it is. Um, of course, the giraffe is CGI, which I mean, duh. But the, the thing about it when it comes to a video game because everything's animated, you could kind of a little bit, you could kind of immerse yourself a little bit more. So seeing something on the television screen, the CGI, it is what it is. I completely understand, but it's still a very special moment. And of course, it's this moment here that Ellie wakes up from her slumber and snaps out of it. And Joel tells her, you know, the same thing kind of like echoes of Bill's character is like, you know, you got to keep going. You know, there's these moments of, you know, this life, especially in the post-apocalyptic world, there's a lot of bad in the world, but you really got to hold on to some of the good. You got to slow down, look at the view, you know, appreciate nature, so to speak, but appreciate that there's life ahead of you, that you're in a life and that you're living right now in this moment. And, and that is what this entire, one of the themes of The Last of Us is, is like, no matter how dark things get, you got to look for the light, which is the episode title. And of course, that's what the thing the fireflies do. But literally, look for the light in life. Life is hard. I mean, this thing that we do, the thing that if you're your listeners or your people, viewers out there, the thing that you do every day is not easy. It's hard. And so for that moment to be captured on the television screen, it was very awesome to see the giraffes and to see the you know, Joel, Pedro Pascal smile at his daughter or his new adopted daughter, so to speak, Ellie, finally laughing again after experiencing something as, you know, tragic as that entire David uh, town. So really cool moment. But then like immediately you go from that and they walk over to the hospital. Um, so in this draft scene, it's literally thing, everything's ripped from the video game, the lines, everything's ripped from the video game. And then it gets, literally, it looks like the video game, too, which is spooky. There's moments where, like, are they in the video game? So it goes to the moment right before they get ambushed by the fireflies. And this is a huge difference from the video game and the HBO show is when Joel admits that, you know, that he missed. Like, I, I, I and I'm trying to really scrape my brain. And if I'm incorrect, please correct me. But I don't remember ever that scene ever happening in the game at all and i feel like it's something that they added to it and i think the only reason that it works is that pedro kind of delivers in a way and like i mentioned the subtext is that i love you ellie and thank you for saving me he says a line that time doesn't heal all wounds it's and then he implies that it's people that does it's ellie that does save all wounds and you know the, like the whole thing as well from the last of us is there's parallels throughout the entire show of these couples of these pairings of people 
And of course, Bill and Frank come to mind with this notion, you know, Bill has been hardened by time. He's been dreading or hoping for the day that he goes and that it is the person of Frank that keeps him going. It's always been this notion as well. Another theme is like, what are what are you willing to do for the people that you love? And also family is a huge thing as well. You know, Joel talks about family. You do anything you can in your family. Joel talks about you living for the next moment. And then Bill talks about you fight for the ones you love. You do everything you can to keep them safe because that's what we do. So there was that theme happening throughout the entire time. But it, what's like amazing here is that Joel tells Ellie that that is what she is to him. And it works so much so. And then they get ambushed. And then we get into like, we're like, that sometimes really fast. And then we get into Joel wakes up. Marlene tells him how it's going to all go down. And Joel's like, you don't have that right. You didn't tell her to make that decision. You need to tell her to make this decision. And it is here where 2013, the internet had a discourse. Either you agreed with what Joel did or you didn't agree what Joel did. Either you were a firefly, you're like, dude, he could have saved the entire human race. And then there was the other side, like, I'm not sure if he did the right thing because he, like, even though he did the right thing, he did the right, well, the other side was like, he did the right thing because the, who knows, the surgery may not have worked. But what's so interesting about this entire show is that it's been building up this decision that Joel's going to make. You see a lot of the instances of Joel suffering PTSD, of Joel suffering anxiety, of Joel saying, I can't save her. He wants to pawn her off to Tommy, of Joel admitting that he has nightmares in his sleep, that he wakes up and he can't, feels like he failed and he doesn't know what he's failing in his sleep. Such a great line. Ad lib, by the way, from Pedro Pascal. He's failing in his sleep. So it gives you so much to build up to show you why Joel made this decision. In the game, you don't really get that much. It's because you, the player, experienced this love for Ellie. So you made that decision. In fact, that granted, the game kind of forces you to make it. But you make the decision. You, the one, you hold the gun up to the doctor. And you pull the trigger. Like It's not a cutscene. You know, that's the big difference. And that's what made this moment so momentous as a video game player is when Joel when Joel gets to that moment as a player, it stops. They deliver the lines. You hold the gun up. And it's like everything kind of fades away and you have the decision most of the time. Like, like I remember they did this stat like 90% or whatever shot the doctor. So it's so interesting, right, uh, when we got to the moment. But before we get, got to that moment, of course... Joel has this rampage, and this is what we were waiting for, right? We were waiting for Joel to be violent, to be the Joel that we played as in the video game. And I think it was done in a very uh, tasteful way, and I think it was done in a very um, cinematic way that is not too gory and not offensive and things of that sort. That it was, it was Joel being going into superhero mode and just destroying everybody but it, what works is that you know joel's background and military background or training things of that sort and it's it's really good to see that somebody who we felt as fans seeing that he's quote unquote nerf to be able to do what he does best so to speak so joel does that and it goes into that moment where the doctor is like i mentioned and you're sitting there and 
it's literally beat for beat in the game. Like literally the character, the, sh the actor in the show literally turns like the, like it's really spooky weird how accurate it is. He literally goes, whoop, whoop. he's like, yeah, I'm not letting you take her. And then I, it's interesting. I think in the last of this part two, they reveal a little bit more lines of the doctor being a little bit more uh, sympathetic. Like the doctor says, um, not really a spoiler, but he's like, he reminds her one more, he reminds Joel one more time is that she, we could save the world. She could save us. And Joel just, you know, does what he does. Um, in the game, you have the option of taking out everybody in the hospital room. I'm glad the show, did, the show didn't really do that. Uh, there was an Easter egg, Laurel Bailey, who was another voice actress for the Last of Us show series in the video game world, is one of the nurses. So it was a really cool cameo from her. So Joel takes her out. In the video game, there's a lot of moments that you're walking with Joel and you're still being pursued in the video game. You still have shots. You still see fireflies, flashlights chasing you. And you're just running with Ellie and he's telling her, hold on, baby girl. So there's a lot of those moments. I feel like the game, the, the show didn't really capture that, that kind of vibe that Pedro was like consoling her and still talking to her. And even though she's unconscious, it's a lot done through his eyes. But I don't, I don't, I feel like I didn't get that as much as I would want it. So they go, they go down into the elevator shaft, and uh, before, like one of the things that I wish they did before Joel goes on this rampage, just to rewind a bit, is I wish you got like one more flashback of, I mean, maybe it would have been a little bit like too on the nose of Joel, like thinking of Sarah, thinking about all the fun times with Ellie, just kind of thinking all these moments. I mean, because the H, the Joel HBO has been painted as a failure and someone who's been afraid of failure, and then for him to rise up to attack that fireflies those two fireflies should have felt bigger but i digress so we get to that the the in this in the parking lot marlene shows up and is like joel don't do this but it's like kind of strange because like marlene i don't think she knows that does she know that joel killed the doctor i don't know maybe someone radio her but it's always weird like he literally killed, I think, the best brain surgeon that they had available. And considering that brain surgery is something that could be required to create a vaccine out of all this. And she's like, we could find another way. And I, I don't know. It's like at that point, you, if you're logically speaking, as someone with the education of Joel, you're like, well, there ain't anybody else. I got rid of him. So Marlene goes into these things like, you know, you don't have to make that decision for her. She it's her it's her decision. She wanted this. And. We discovered later on, or I thought this entire show, Ellie's felt like she literally has no purpose in her life. But this was something that she was made for, so to speak. And Joel literally ripped it away from her. And you would say that, did Joel do it selfishly? Because he was a failure and he was experiencing so much post-PSTD like PSTD that he felt like he needed to redeem himself. It's as if, like, if you went back in time to fix the problem that you did if you had a second chance to do what you so were supposed to do if he had a second chance to save his daughter would that make him alive again and you don't know now i don't want to get into spoilers for the last of us part two but it's answered in that and it tells you how strong guilt and regret can be what's stronger guilt or regret and that is the like you get into that but it's so fascinating to see that because The Last of Us, the video game in 2013, was not really meant to go into a sequel. It was until the the over like over zealous success from the first game that you saw this like wow, this success is really great. 
we, we should do a sequel. So now that it's we actually have part one and part two for the video game, for the show to base itself off, we could see that they laid so much seeds throughout the way that by the time we got to this moment, you know, it's it's so interesting to see the seeds being planted for the next for the next season. So, yes, we go to those moments. We see it's literally like exactly when the game it cuts to Joel driving. Now, I remember playing the game. You're like wondering what is going on. Did Joel leave? Why would Joel leave? You get so mad at Joel. Like, why did you leave? You left her. Something that you pay, you protected for so long. Um, and it's so interesting as well. Ellie says the line, this all can't be for nothing. And that's what ultimately it becomes. This entire journey from Ellie and Joel going all the way across country to save the world becomes all about nothing. And why does it come all about nothing? Because Joel fell in love as a father to Ellie. He found a second daughter. And that's why it became all for nothing. So Joel gained another daughter. But did Ellie gain Joel? Does Ellie have, does he, does she trust Joel? And that is the thing that you're going to go into. And like, like I said, Beat for beat goes through exactly almost the game. The game, you don't necessarily take a car or it doesn't necessarily like break down and you don't walk away. It just, it kind of like fades after the car scene. And it's interesting in the HBO show though, like, like Pedro Pascal, Joel is just lying. Like, and I feel that I don't know why they drove that point home that he's just lying because in the game, he doesn't really go that far. He just says they ran tests on you and then they found out it didn't work and that. And that's it or something like that. But this guy's just rattling off lies, 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 lies. And it, I feel like they, they kind of had to drive the point home for the viewer. But then it gets to the final moments where Ellie's like, she went back to being distant and she goes, wait, I got to ask you something. What? And she talks about how she lost so many people and she, she, she killed Riley and that, you know, test and then Sam and all that kind of stuff. And Joel tells us, like, you know, that's not, it's not on you. It's not your fault. It's all about living. You got to keep going, keep going. And then Ellie just says, swear to me, swear to me. What you said about the fireflies is true, and I will believe you. And I just love the moment that, the like, what a, how the game ends is so, so strong. Because it's, it's not a lot of lines. It's not action. It's not like a boss scene. It's not anything. It's literally... Joel and Ellie, and that's why I'm so happy that the HBO show stuck with it, that it didn't try to make anything more complicated. It didn't try to do anything special. It just kept to the simplicity of this moment that was written 10 years ago by Neil Druckmann, that was animated 10 years ago by Naughty Dog, that was played 10 years ago by PlayStation fans from all over the world. And Joel looks at her and he says, I swear. And then the music starts going. Gustavo, who's been amazing throughout this entire video game run and HBO show, underrated part of the show. And then Bella Ramsey's performance, you just see it all. The fear in her eyes, the innocence in her eyes, and the strength all at once. It's all mixed up in her. And she nods. She says, okay. And then the same cut to credits. Like, dude, like... 
win in the game when it comes to credits and in the show it's the same feeling now granted the thing that's different between playing the game and watching as the hbo show is that you feel as someone who's been playing this game you feel immersed and you literally like i mentioned pull the trigger to get to this point and you literally died a thousand times you know over and over again you fought bloaters you went down to the last bullet ellie saved your life thousands countless of times more than once you played through as ellie you fought you did you like you did all this in control you know the povs of joel and ellie you've sat hours and hours you played constantly to get all the quips and all the lines you get all the firefly pendants you listen to all the tapes you you read all the kinds of of letters and things of that sort you looked all around you played years and years of the multiplayer all that kind of stuff and then for that cutscene to hit and then boom credits you're just like oh go and watch if you have the time everybody's you know reaction to the moment and everyone's like whoa because in that moment you understand where ellie's coming from you understand that ellie made that choice to sacrifice herself whether she knows it or not to be this to save the world through her her immunity and for joel to take that away from her and you sit there and you like you understand why he did that too Joel wanted a second chance. And you're just like, ugh. <laughs> you know, what happens? And literally, this is the first question that most people play uh, uh, ask is, what happens when Ellie finds out that Joel lied? That's usually the first question people asked. And this was, again, before we all knew there was going to be a sequel, before we knew this world was going to continue on, we were like, what happens if Ellie finds out that Joel lied? We will see. We will see what happens when that happens. But this is what I, I again, uh, the video games treasure to be able to be put on the pedestal for the HBO audience and for the world to see amazing and for people to take the art of video games seriously, to have high caliber production crew, high caliber everything across the board, to have great actors like pedro pascal and bella ramsey and you know all the rest of them to believe in the message to believe in the writing to believe in the game says so much for this last of us world this universe that we're right now bathing in and I, once again, just congratulations to Naughty Dog, to Neil Druckmann, to everybody that was a part of this journey. And as a fan, great. Absolutely loved it. And I cannot wait to experience season two. And I cannot wait to cover it. And I, I just think that this is truly special. Overall, if I had to say about the show... It is front, middle, heavy. If it just got more love in the back end, if HBO believed that it deserved more shows, if it had nine shows or maybe ten episodes, I feel like it'd be it'd be right there. But what makes me really excited is that because of this success, that I feel like The Last of Us Part Two or the second season is going to be so good and to think about all the characters that are in the last of us part two and to think about how is neil and craig going to tackle the duality of last of us part two and i think that that in itself 
is going to be something special to to enjoy and be special to cover as well. Um, but before I go, I just want to thank you, the listener and viewer. I really do appreciate you sticking with me throughout this entire journey. Like I mentioned, it's been years, literally years since I've uploaded consistently on a weekly basis for anything of a YouTube long form. So thank you so much. Or if you're listening on the podcast services, thank you so much for sticking with me. There was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you. So uh, close to a thousand basically every episode. So thank you uh, so much for the support. And I really do hope that I get to cover The Last of Us uh, season two intimately more closely maybe get involved um maybe if my, my hosting casting can get me closer and closer who knows where i will end up um as life tells me is like when last of us comes back around it's good to be like a little checkpoint to see where i am personally in my career and in my life um one special thanks to my editor brave edits there for handling a lot of the grunt work of the editing things of that sort and for coming up with the animations and the logos and the thumbnails that you see and the descriptions that you see throughout the entire last of us you me podcast thank you to all the people that tweeted and that were featured in the earlier tweets uh for the last of us you me podcast i really do appreciate it if you commented if you liked the videos i really do appreciate that as well my name is sancho west and this has been the conclusion of season one of the last of us hbo show and the conclusion of the last of us you and me podcast i'll see you again in season two when that comes around and if you're someone who watched the video games i am always streaming on twitch.tv slash sancho west and if you have anything you just come to me on twitter at sancho west but until then endure and survive adios yeah.